everybody! Welcome to episode 381 of Good Luck High Five! That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting in your home playing some arena on your computer, or you're sitting in your home playing some cardboard magic against people who are also in your home. <laughs> or in other homes, honestly. Oh, or Yeah, that's true. Or in other homes. Point is, you're in your home. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts in their home, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, also in my own home, and my name is Megan. And on today's show, uh, we are going to give you an update about what we have been playing on the ladder on Arena and how it has been working for us, because I personally have found some success, Megan. That's right. We were on yesterday. You know, I'm on just living my little draft life. As you do. And I see Maria pop up and she's like, do you know what? I've been playing this deck. I'm finally in platinum. And I was like, send it over because I've been in plat four for like weeks. It's just the purgatory where I am stuck. Here's the thing, Megan. We're, we're finally, you know, like we've got time. We're social distancing. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is the month. I am going to be mythic this month. Dang. Set those goals. Maria's mythic month. There you go. All right. Hashtag Maria's Mythic Month. It's happening this yeah. month, the season, I should say. Uh, and um, you all can hold me to it because I just said it. I didn't plan to say this, but I just said it. And now I have to be mythic. <laughs> all right, Maria, you're in platinum right now, correct? Yes, I'm in platinum um, two. Platinum two. Wow. All right. You're in platinum two. So and it's only the 11th. Like you've got 20 days. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so nervous. I made this claim. You did it though. You did it. And yep. now you're committed. I'm committed. I'm so excited for you. Okay. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you all updated on my Maria's yeah. mythic month and we'll see what, we'll see what happens. But to know what I'm playing and why I think it is the best deck in standard right now, you'll have to stick around for that segment. But we've also got another cool topic we're going to dive into, Megan. That's right. We're going to talk about companions. It is the hot topic. Oh, yeah. But not the store hot topic <laughs> of the moment. I honestly wish that you could have a companion that was hot topic and it was just like a pair of Doc Martens with flames on them. Yes. Oh, Maria, you have to go to the Doc Martin store for those. Uh, well, okay. They weren't Doc Martens. They were knockoff whatever brand. Yeah. But I definitely wore them all through high school and they were definitely yes. from Hot Topic. I currently have a pair of Doc Martens that I got at the Doc Martens store. I really like them. Uh, describe them. Oh, yeah. They're the flower ones. Yeah. They're like brown. They're brown with pink flowers on them. Great. They're great. Great. They're really A plus. good. But I mean, like, Anyways. Hot Topic, home to many hot hits oh, fr from yes. my high school days. Oh. Hair Bear t-shirts. You know Still going strong. If you want <laughs> yeah. some, like, if you want some niche culture, like... <laughs> You know, of the moment uh, stuff, it's the place to go. I'm, you know what? We're not this sponsored. This podcast is not brought to you by Hot Topic. <laughs> but please Despite call us Hot Topic. <laughs> please call us. I'm going to their website right now to kind of like see <laughs> what You're they gonna, have. I was going to say, are you going to like see if they have a place that's like sponsorship? Oh my gosh. You can buy like... <laughs> I shouldn't yes. keep going, but you can buy a million different pop culture things from them right now, including like Animal Crossing stuff. Yeah, like exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was looking for a Yuri on Ice like gift for a friend and uh, that was the place that I went. There you go. Hot topic. It, you know, it was, uh, it's, <laughs> we, 
we should stop and thank our actual sponsors. For the show. We really should. But you know, if if you have a great hot topic buy from years past, please tweet at yes. us with the hashtag hot, hot topic, topic take. take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Hot topic take. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Speaking of people who actually sponsor the show, yes. that's you. Yes, and do you know what? We like you any. Like more than any hot topic out there. It's so true. We really do. We really do. We think that you're the hottest topic. You are the um, hottest topic. Yeah, because it really, your support means the world to us. And unlike the store hot topic, you are actually keeping us on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody who supports us is an integral member. It is like a pillar of support beam required mm-hmm. to keep this house. I'm imagining a house next to the ocean that's on stilts. So it doesn't get yes. soaked away alive and, uh, and kicking, even though those houses aren't alive, nor are they kicking, uh, standing. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. You keep us standing every single week. Um, thank you to everybody who is a member, who has become a new member, who has remained a member for many, many months. Mm-hmm. Um, you are the reason that this show can come to you every single week. And, uh, we actually, have a pretty exciting development to share with you uh, that we wanted to tell you about. What a strange time to be sharing news. I know, right? Um, If you're a patron and you checked out our Patreon page, I put a little teaser in there so you're already aware of this. But just in case you haven't seen it already or you're not a patron, um, what happened is, you know, this whole COVID thing, which is what I'm calling it for lack of a better this this whole covid thing this whole covid thing has been you know nonstop, you know downer bad terrible no good news uh for a long mm-hmm. time now and every day it's just like you know you get you get depressed reading the news all that kind of thing so this is actually some good news for him oh, to yeah. bring you to COVID, and in fact, actually because of it, um, we have had a, a we've had a great time in our current office space, which we dubbed Ravnica for the very first uh, set that Megan and I ever played. And it's been we've been in that space for two years now. I mean, we're in our homes, but you know, when we're not there, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in our office space. <sighs> but it just got to be a little too uh, small for all the things that we wanted to do. And so we got a really amazing opportunity to enter a space in a in an artist building in town that we've been having our eyes on for quite a while, but it was really difficult to get in there. And yeah. um, I went and toured it and I saw it socially safe, of course. And I was just like, this seems like an opportunity that we, you know, is just kind of like too good to pass up at this time. And that wouldn't have visited us at any other time, really. So yeah. we like, jumped at the opportunity and said, hey, we're going to take this new office space and move forward with it. And if you want to see some pictures of it, you can head over to our Patreon. I'll put some pictures up or you can watch the video version of this podcast, which always comes up on Thursdays on our YouTube channel and you can see what it looks like. It's really beautiful. It's got a, it's about 10 times the space of our current space. Like 20. I don't know. It's, it's huge. We've got, we'll have a great space for, for a podcasting area, a dedicated stream and editing suite room and lots of other space to expand and do more in um, more awesome projects because we'll just simply have the resources, the raw resources, which is room <laughs> to be able to do those things. And yes. yeah, more details again on our Patreon page if you want more information about that. But uh, when we moved into Ravnica, everybody was 
so wonderfully generous. We had a fundraising drive to help us with moving costs and all that kind of thing. And we had a wall of heroes. And so we decided that we wanted to do that this time again, just to give people the opportunity if they wanted to help us out at this time to be like, hey, yeah. we have a way for you to be able to help us. And we're going to do another wall of heroes names for people who want to help. Of course, we know this is a very difficult time. And you might already be a supporter on Patreon, which we thank you for uh, every single week uh, as well. So this is just there if you have the means and you want to help out and you want to get your name on the wall. It's not like we're going to look down on you if you don't do it. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's just completely um, there if you want to help out. So we're going to start a fundraising campaign. Uh, we have different dollar amount levels, which we'll put, you know, under your name, under these different categories. 15 bucks, your squirrel level. 25 bucks, gremlin level. 50 bucks, angel level. $100, rare. $250 mythic level and $500 or more legendary level. And the way that you give is super easy. You just head over to paypal.me slash GLHF magic and we will get your name on that wall. That's right. For this office, it's got to be called Theros, right? Yeah, it's Theros. Yeah. Theros. Theros. Be, a, be a Theros hero. Theros um, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And like Maria said, we know that it's it's a tough time. Um, and so, yes, only if you are able, um, only if you are inspired to. Hopefully, if you see s pictures of this beautiful space, um, yeah. you will be inspired to because it's really amazing. And I'm very excited about all of the different stuff we're going to be able to do in there. Um, and also the beautiful brick background that will be I behind know. us uh, when we're able to get in there someday. <laughs> Our new when set is going to be record glorious. in there someday. Yeah. 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 Record in there someday. Our new set is going to be like, uh, it's going to be the best set in magic. I'm just saying like, look out world championship. <laughs> You're not going to have anything on right. this. Uh, before we go on to our main person of the show, we also got to thank uh, our other sponsor, Card Kingdom, for continuing to be awesome during these tough times. Uh, you can support them by going to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, ordering whatever you need. They'll start fulfilling orders as soon as they are able, supporting them in any way that you can, because they are continuing to support us, even though they've had to partially shut down during these times. So just keep that That's in mind right. once things and are back to normal. Hot Topic has lots of different cultural of the moment stuff for you to buy. They haven't got what Card Kingdom's got when it comes to magic. That is right. You can't get sleeves at Hot Topic. Well, you can get no, sleeves you, on shirts. You could probably get... You can probably get like arm sleeves yeah. that aren't attached to a shirt. <laughs> I bet that you can get that there. <laughs> like that seems that seems up their alley. But card but, like, sleeves. Card sleeves. <laughs> you have to go to Card Kingdom because they are excellent, and we we also so appreciate them. Yeah, check them out uh, whenever you're able. That's carkino.com slash GLHF. Thanks for sticking around for a very long intro, everybody. We've got a yes. banger of a show coming up for you in just like a couple yes. of seconds. Let's take a minute to peek into our magical diaries and find out what we've been playing recently and if we like it or not. That's right. Who, what name have you circled and put little hearts around in your magic diary, Maria? What you, are, you're, you're writing like, um, like Miss Mar Mrs. Maria Obosh. Yeah, that is exactly you what's happening. <laughs> you all, I love Obosh the Prey Piercer so very, very, very much. Uh, mm. what oh, a sorry, your last name bug. would be Prey Piercer. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mrs. Maria Mrs. Prey Piercer. <laughs> Yeah, we played MASH, and I was just crossing my fingers, hoping that my... What was the, what was the category where you found who you're going to marry? Oh, the first one, Mary. Yeah. 
in MASH. Yeah. Wait, how um, did you this had work? you know you had a whole bunch of companions under there that it could have been. You could have been <laughs> like Karuga, Yorian, Obosh. I'm so glad I got Obosh. Okay, yeah. so enough Match made in heaven. Not telling you what deck this is. Um, we've been talking. We talked about it a couple of times um, over mm-hmm. the past couple of episodes. But now I want to be clear. I want to mark this down in cement. This deck is a real <laughs> deal. It's mono black Obosh. And I yeah. think this deck is amazing and standard right now. It's very good. Yeah. It is certainly excellent. So uh, in case you're not familiar, again, on the video, the deck list is going to be on your screen. But this is built around Obosh the Prey Piercer, which is a companion that says you can only have cards with odd converted mana costs in your deck because mm-hmm. this deck's a little odd. Um, and <laughs> what it does is it plays all odd odd creatures, of course, and it can get in a lot of damage very quickly with little cards like Gutter Bones, the Guttery Buttery Boy, Knight of the Ebon <laughs> Legion, which is one of my favorite vampires of all time, Serrated Scorpion, Whisper Squad, and then it plays a little bit bigger creatures in Hunted Nightmare, which is a 4-5 with Menace, and Rotting Regisaur, which is a 7-6 Dino. But I think mm-hmm. the real key to this deck is not only uh, the diversity in the creature size, so you can't be flame swept because you've got Hunted Nightmare and Rotting Regisaur at your availability, but also because of the hand disruption that it plays in Drillbit and Duress, which it plays yeah. in the main deck. And um, these cards are so great in the main right now because mm-hmm. think of the think of the decks that want to win by having one big bomb in their hand. Yeah. And Drillbit isn't just non, like it's anything. Yeah. It's anything. It's any non-land. Any non-land. So you can take mm-hmm. creatures with Drillbit. And the great thing is you play your gutter bones or whatever on turn one, you swing in and then you can cast your Drillbit for just a single black mana because of the spectacle cost, which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty cool. It also has four copies of Castle Loctwain in it. So it's able to draw cards in the late game. And I've definitely gotten out of some sticky situations thanks to Castle Loctwain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one mobilized district, which is a land which can turn into a 3-3, which is also helps me out in a number of games. And yeah. of course, Heraldic Banner, which gives plus one plus all to all of your black creatures and ramps you into Obosh as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this deck is fantastic. It just has what it takes on a number of different levels between the hand disruption and the aggression. Plus the sideboard gives you a lot of really great options that don't care about Obosh. Like sometimes in, in deck sideboards, they have to take out their companion because of the cards they're putting in. Not the case. Cry of the Carnarium is incredible versus the Boros Cycling decks or the Mono Red Obosh decks. You can just kill all of their creatures. You can put in more uh, Murderous Riders. Uh, this plays a couple of those in the main and a couple mm-hmm. in the sideboard. Anyway, I just think that this deck's literal only bad matchup that I personally have run into is, a, is the Obosh Sacrifice deck. But that's kind of going down yeah. in popularity right now. So I think this deck is the deck to play on the ladder. And I'm telling yeah. you, even though I'm trying to hit Mythic and I should keep my secrets. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So like I said, Maria yesterday messaged me and was like, this is it. And I was like, okay, do you know what? I have basically all these cards. Like I'll throw it together and try it. Um, I played against a couple of the mutate decks first, which the matchup was good. They're just not fast enough. Um, and then... I did play against a bunch of Loris sacrifice, like Loris sacrifice decks. That one's quite. That matchup is is quite bad. Yeah. Um, I would go so far as to say I think it is nearly unwinnable. I have I have beaten it one time, so I don't know how many times I, I played yeah. it, but it is uh, it is a, a real, real nightmare. It's real bad. 
Um, but yeah, and then I played against a couple of Yorian decks, and it's just like, and I played against a Garuda too. And like all of those ones, they get to a point where they're like, maybe I'll have enough blockers. But usually at that point, you're like, okay, I just hit five. I can cast Obosh. And like, they're at like seven. You only need one or two things to get through when you have an Obosh in play. Exactly. Uh, it's it's just so good. <laughs> all of your creatures are getting double damage in. So even your mm-hmm. little whisper squads, you've probably got a heraldic banner or two out. You know, you're so you're yeah. hitting for like sometimes. And we know, talked six. about this like whisper squad. You're like, what? is this <laughs> what is this one one for one doing yep. in standard yep. but i've certainly won games by being like well i have one in play and i just have enough mana like i'll go get two more exactly and like it makes the remove if they have spot removal so terrible too <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah i've you know i it's not my style of deck uh that being said as someone who was being very frustrated by the number of times I was playing against Yorian yeah. and not wanting to go down the Yorian path. Um, I did find a lot of satisfaction playing it yesterday. This is what I'm saying. Everybody out there, you know, who's not listening to the show, keep playing your Yorians all day long, mm-hmm. baby, because we got no problem. <laughs> Maria is coming for you. I am coming for you. Um, That's yeah. right. Love this deck, originally popularized by Aaron Barich, um, and Eric Froelich played it in a Magic Online uh, season finals, or excuse me, weekly championship a couple a week or two ago, and that's what kind of brought it to my attention. So yeah, I'm all in on this deck. There is a mono-red version of Obosh. I think this is better than that. Yeah. Um, there were two copies of the mono-red, though, in the, in the top yes. eight of the... Um, Magic Fest Online Season Championship. That's right. One in the hands of Simon Gertzen, coverage friend yeah. of ours. Congrats to Simon. Um, but yeah, the the deck that t- took that tournament down was Teamer Clover, Teamer Adventure, which is a blast from the past a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how this deck fares against that because I have not played against it. Yeah. It might. It's certainly the hot debate of the moment of like <laughs> what deck can consistently beat Yorian. Yeah. And so it, I've definitely been very interested in watching people debate that out online. When we secretly know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any uh, thing that you've been playing that you want to uh, put in your diary entry here, Megan? You know, uh, I will just say that I have finally started winning drafts. I think I talked about it on here. I was just having a very bad time. I was losing a lot. And I've finally turned the corner um, and am now like in the upper reaches of platinum um, in my draft queue. Great. So that's nice. And I'm finally winning. Um, And what has been making the difference? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Um, I had, I had the draft, like my internet cut out in the middle of a draft, which to be fair, I was already feeling very good about. Um, it was like a mostly mono black, um, oh. Umori deck. Sick. That had like multiple copies of, um, Zagoth Mamba, the, the little one, one that when you mutate onto it, gives something minus two, minus two. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so I had like that mutate heavy deck, which was like the first one where even though I, I ended up with auto picks from like the end of pack two through the beginning of pack three, um, I went seven, two with it. (laughs) Did it pick you black cards? Um, no, it picked me a bunch of rares. I could not play. (laughs) I was like, has it gotten that smart? No, it picked me two different kinds of ultimatum (laughs) that I, that were neither one was black. Um, (laughs) 
anyway, so that was like a black green deck and I did really like it. Um, and I think that like, that was one, that was the first time I've played around with some of the mutate cards that I don't touch all that often. Um, like the four, four that when it mutates just makes your opponent discard, um, and has menace the three, three that like they lose X and you gain X where X is the number of times that it's mutated. I just had like a stack of, of mutate cards and like it turns out that if you're do it enough times, it's just quite good. <laughs> How much did you drain them for with that? Uh, what was it, Hierophage or something like that? Yeah, um, there were times when I because I had multiple copies of it, and so it's like you play one on top of it, and it's like your third mutate, so you drain them, and then you play another one on top of that. <laughs> so like I drained people for a lot. I definitely won won games by oh, draining my opponent out. So and then yesterday. Um, my internet cut out again. <laughs> oh, Megan. Comcast can bite me. You know what? Monopolies are maybe great for Hasbro, but they're just not good for us in real no, life. It is really not good that. for us. Uh, um, they are, it, it's a real nightmare. Um, anyways, I have not played that one yet. I don't think it's going to turn out as well as my other <laughs> auto pick one. Cause this one, <laughs> I got auto picks for the entirety of pack three. I'm talking about like pick one through the oh, last pick no. of the pack entirely auto picked. And I don't know what it is. Sad. So we'll see how that one goes. Well, if you've had a deck that you've had a lot of success with in standard or in draft or another format, Please tweet it at us. We love seeing your spicy brews. People have been sending us really cool pictures at GLHF Magic <laughs> and let us know what you've been playing. Um, and share, you know, share the goodness. Share the goodness. Yeah. Um, I'll keep you up to date on my Mythic Month. Um, I already feeling <laughs> that uh, barreling down at me, breathing down my neck. <sighs> <laughs> Maria, it's only the 11th. Time okay. has no meaning, but it's the 11th. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, everybody, it's time for us to dive into a really big topic that we haven't really taken too much time to talk about, at least in the depth and breadth that we're going to in this episode. And that is but everyone else has taken the time to talk about it. Yeah, they really have. It's been on the lips of Twitter, which is a gross image that I just <laughs> am really sorry I put out into the world. Um <laughs> companions companions they are causing trouble right and left oh sorry i had to look away because my cat is like on this chair next to me and she's so cute oh that's worth it that is worth it painful to me how cute she is have you read an article that's like if something is really cute you might have the impulse to like destroy it and that that is yes i understand that but like, why? It seems I just like such a strange. Squish answer. her, she's squish. so cute. I just want to eat her face. <laughs> you know, exactly. like exactly. Sounds creepy. Like, why am I going? No, there? it really does. But I want to. I want to like. I want to hug her so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Hi, Molly. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Molly okay, would make I'll... a great companion. She she is an A plus companion. I'm like trying to show you all, but it's oh, like not working it. there out. She there is. she is. Isn't she so cute? She's so Ugh. cute. Oh my god. <laughs> so Anyways. I feel like we've said on the show before that we um are like here for the creativity that companion brought, like the idea behind it. Yes. And um, I think that one thing that has certainly come up a lot 
as people have been talking about this is were those restrictions enough and comma comma no (laughs) were they enough comma we think no question mark (laughs) yeah i think it's pretty well uh agreed upon that some of these restrictions were not in fact restrictions at all um no the fact that everyone like right like with yorian people were just like yep yolo 80 cards who cares 80 exactly People used to bite each other's heads off if someone would, would play like 61. Yeah, and I know. Like, How dare you? What are you thinking? That is just obviously wrong. <laughs> and 80 is the new 60 now. So. And 80 is the new 60. Um, I yeah. think I saw a tweet from, I want to say maybe Matt Sperling, who was like, hey, what if like maybe Yorian's going to be like, goodbye someday. Or like companions in general will be like, adios. Um but what if, like, what if the result of this was that the minimum for standard was bumped from 60 to 80? Oh, my gosh. That's wild. I, I <laughs> Because people seemed, like, pretty okay with adapting to it. They really did. Um, Yorian, like... We, we we were crying, I think, last episode. We are like, what is this card's weaknesses? What is this deck's weaknesses? How is it so consistent, even though it's running it is, 20 more cards yeah. than it should? Um, well, yeah. There's just and enough I mean, options. Again, like, oh, there's so much. Again, there's been so much talk about companions. I keep being like, and one of the things that people keep saying, because there are a lot of things that people keep saying. Oh, yeah. Is that companions just make for, like, very repetitive games of magic. Yeah. Because you can always cast them. Like, they will always come up in a game. They're always in your starting hand. And yes. they can never be disrupted through something like a drill bit because you they're can't not touch them. In, they're not in your hand. They're in the weird command zone area. So, yeah. Or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, yeah, there. those are the issues. And I think, like, people have said, this was an interesting question to me, too. Like, for Yorian, for example potentially the biggest offender who knows um (laughs) what should the limit have been should it have been 100 i think that's probably right yeah which is kind of wild and would have been cool because then then it would have mirrored commander which uh these are trying to do anyway i believe um but i don't know a card like luris what would i have done with that yeah i i don't know and people have been like luris is especially offensive offensive for like um for older formats where like people yeah. are just like three cmc is just an absurd like it just doesn't cost happen. to pay exactly everyone's just like well we're already doing this anyways i don't know yeah exactly i yeah i think so all of these questions like some of them they're not played yeah. like you don't you don't see um lutri you don't see zerda you don't really yeah. see Gigantha, but you do see Kahira, you do see Karuga, you do see Obosh, you do see Amori, yeah. you do see Yorian. So, like, more often than not, we these have proven themselves just to be too ding-dang good. Um, yeah. This was an interesting <laughs> I question. Know, I know contextually you must have said ding-dang good, but yeah. I heard ding-ding good, which, <laughs> which just sounds like you're talking nonsense. These are ding-ding ding. good. <laughs> like what does that mean (laughs) oh man i am gonna digress here for a second to tell you about a great tiktok i saw the other day which was please uh, which was somebody speaking in french and they were 
uh, doing different sentences in French. Like I have seen, I have seen this. And it just sounds like complete and utter nonsense. (laughs) Because they would, they were, it was like using Google Translate, right? Yeah. Where it was just like, and they would find a bunch of words that mean completely different things, but that all sound the same in French. Oh, so good. My favorite was the one that was like, (laughs) that's a real sentence in French. (laughs) There is one in Welsh too, which is that's a real sentence um, in Welsh. That's the only one I know of in Welsh though, but the French one's very funny. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Not sure how we got here. Very, very funny. (laughs) Ding, ding. Oh yeah. These are so ding, ding good. But this is another question that I thought was interesting about them, which was if these companions had like some ability, who knows what, but they were just like, mm-hmm. or maybe they didn't. What if they were just one ones and they were your companion? Would you play yeah. them? And people were like, yeah, I would still do it. Yep. Get in my hand. Eight cards is just too good. Just too yeah. good. Um, like an, like a one, one for eight, we should say it was not like a one, one for one. Um, yeah, but no, like a one, one for seven. They're like, yeah, I would just play it. Just play it. Just play um, it. It's better than. Yeah, not starting your your game with eight cards. Exactly. Oh, um, one of which can never be like made to be discarded. I think we're still kind of like waiting because a lot of people are like, ban, ban, you know, um, yeah. to, to see what happens. I think the fact that Teamer Adventure, Teamer Clover won this past weekend season championship for the Magic Fest Online tournaments mm-hmm. um, is a sign that's like, hey, well... You know, these yep. can be beaten. I just talked uh, an hour about Obosh, even though that's a companion. It's not Yorian. Um, yeah, it's true. And there were only, so there were two Yorian decks in the top eight of yep. the Magic Fest weekly or season championship this past weekend. And then there were two Obosh decks, right? Yep. I guess. Yep. Two Monored Obosh. Yeah. And then like the other ones were like Boro Cycling. Teamer Reclamation. Teamer Rec. I think that's it. Uh, wait, two? Okay, two. Two Yorian. Two Obosh. Two Cycling. Yep. Two, two, two. Are we missing one? Teamer Wreck, we have to be. Oh, yep, and te- the Adventure one, duh. Okay. Yeah, and the Adventure one, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, so, you know, yeah. there's ways, well, I guess. Yeah, and like out of eight four like half had half had companions okay um so i guess and i what's interesting to me about this debate is that it it's true that it isn't solely about are they overpowered like are they dominating standings are they dominating tournaments but also this argument of like oh are games of magic just not fun because they feel too much the same while this is happening yeah that's a great question i i do think that they lead to games feeling all very much the same it's i mean i'm the mono black deck like i know exactly what kind of opening hand i should have every single time especially versus whatever commander they commander (laughs) whatever (laughs) companion they have up yeah exactly and you're like also, like we said, we were even talking about it, that you know that, like, al- almost always on five, you just play Obosh. Yep. Obosh. Like, so what is your game? Like, exactly how much variation can you truly have in games if on turn five your opponent is always playing the same card? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that's kind of a little bit less of an issue for me rather than the fact that I know what I want in my opening hand. Um, I... I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would argue that you should. Oh, wait, you mean against your opponent? Yes. I mean, that's 
but like if you're working in a tournament setting that has like open deck lists though yeah that's true that's, that's like true. kind of the same yeah um yeah i, I think would argue that that's samey yeah um but uh, that's part not of what, to say i haven't had fun games with these because i definitely have but. exactly like i still have had fun but also yeah it also uh I think hints at what we don't always talk about, but is certainly in the background of a lot of discussions, which is like the difference in experience between um, people who are more pro players who are playing a lot more games versus people like us who are on the probably on the high volume end of casual players. Yes. In terms of the number of games that we've been playing where we're still at a point where we're like, hey, even with this volume of matches that we're playing, we're still having a good time. Um, whereas apparent, like it seems you know, apparent from the discourse between pro players that they're just like, oh, we're not having fun with this. Yeah, this is just too too much the same over our so, volume of games. Yeah, and so part of that then like begs the question, it's like, okay, if a hundred players are dissatisfied, but then thousands of players are like, this is fine? Yeah. I don't I know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, it's as multifaceted as a diamond, which is also bad. <laughs> Uh, this is a this pro this whole discussion prompted something pretty interesting um, from Eric Froelich, uh, pro player, mm -hmm. um, replying to a tweet from Mark Rosewater. So Mark Rosewater, head of R and D, you know he he knows this is all going on. He knows people are talking about this. He knows a lot of people think companions are a mistake. And he tweeted, inquiring minds want to know while R and D tries to support innovation and balance. The two often fight with each other. Which of the two do you personally believe R and D should prioritize innovation or balance? Um, and, uh, Eric Froelich wrote a big open letter to Mark Rosewater, which we can link in the show notes of this. Um, mm -hmm. but basically he's saying that this question is sad. Like, he <laughs> No, um, like excuse me. Uh, first answer, your question is sad. <laughs> no, this he, he means yes. that. Yeah. Poor Mark. Like, why do we have to yes. choose? Yeah. And I would say, like, especially when I think of Mark Rosewater, I think of someone who is just like, you're talking about someone who is responsible for so much innovation in magic. Oh, and yeah. that's what you want him to be there for. It's like, hey, you're the head designer. That doesn't mean you can do every single job. Like, right. No, as as the head designer, you should be pushing the envelope in all of the cool ways that that we've seen him push the envelope. And like when we've had him on the show in the past, when he talks about all of like the ideas that he has that he has to like fight for and wants to like oh, push yeah. into magic. Like throwing and, a like, drain, for example. Exactly. Like that's his role. And it's it's very valid to be like, hey, you don't need to be responsible for every aspect of this pie. You're just making the filling and someone else needs to make the crust. That's Eric not Froelich's, how a pie works. <laughs> Eric Froelich's tweet in response to that initial question from Mark was, not enough characters to go deep into this, but you need to have both and you need to have a lot of both. You need your game not to be chess to sell product and to get new players, but you also need your game to be fully functioning, to be playable and to keep people playing. These are different axes. Which Mark replied, I'm the innovation guy. The only way I can help balance is by pushing less in into less explored space. I'm trying to get a sense from the audience what it is they want. I put companions into Ikoria. Was I wrong to do so? Yeah. And I feel like someone needs to be like, no, obviously you're not wrong. No. Like you, you were like, hey, here's a wild idea. Let's try it. And it needed to be someone else's job to be like, oh, hey, there's like something overpowered about this. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Mark continued the conversation by saying, my larger question for today is should companions have been made and banned appropriately in the necessary formats or never have been made at all? Should the unhappiness it creates for some mean others should never have gotten happiness from it? It's a very serious question. And we're like... Yeah, like, like, yeah, you be creative. That's your job. Yes, you do that. It's somebody else's job to make sure that There's it works. So much cool stuff that we'd never see in magic if you were never creative. Exactly. I'm sorry. I had to pause and take a photo of my cat. <laughs> like, yes. look at look at this. She put her little paw in front of her face. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that so cute? <laughs> uh, what, would okay, Molly's compa- what would her companion ability be? Oh, my goodness. Um... Her companion ability is that when she ETBs, she fights another creature. Yeah, that is um, it. Because she does not like other animals at all. <laughs> um, she likes people, but like other dogs, she so much as smells another animal that has been around our apartment building, she will hiss at the smell. Oh. Um, it makes her so mad. So yeah, she, oh, she an ETB fight cat. <laughs> But yeah, I think that like we came to the same kind of conclusion that uh, yeah. Eric did in this article uh, that he wrote. He said, I was under the impression that play design was put together for the reason of balancing the format. This mm-hmm. allows creative to remain creative while making sure things aren't powered too far as to greatly damage, potentially greatly damage magic. So yeah, yeah like play design um, and the uh, play testing team hasn't always been a thing at Wizards exactly. of the Coast. Exactly. Um, And I feel like right now they are just overworked. Yeah, I agree. Because they are, you know, they, they get put into testing all of these products, right? Like the commander stuff that comes out every year, like everything that comes out, they're testing. And it's like, you don't have enough people for that. It doesn't seem like. I agree. This team used to be like two people who are also doing other jobs and then they would have to come in and test it for all of the formats or whatever. But now, thankfully, they've expanded their team to more people who are it's their full time job to do this. But like you said, Mm -hmm. they still got to test all the supplemental product. They still got to make sure draft is balanced. And now there's also standard and like they don't they say they don't test for legacy formats like modern or whatever, but they've got to have it in the back of their mind. Um, And like, what if they did? And also, what if they, like, yeah, what if they had what if more they people and so they just could? I think it's the number one investment Magic could, uh, now that we have mm-hmm. Arena, it is the number one investment Magic could make in itself for the future yeah. of the game, making sure it stays around for another 25 years, is having a team that can correct this stuff before it goes out yeah. into the public and having a team like Mark be creative and have these ideas and say, ooh, mm-hmm. I love your commander ideas here or companion ideas, but here's the thing. They're a little too good with some tweaks. We can make a few of them possible. Um, yes. You know, like that. Yep, exactly. And I think that like, like you mentioned, I would be interested to see what had happened right with everyone talking about like, Oh, Hey, if, um, you know, if, if you had had different restrictions on companion or stuff like that, like if, if someone had come in and been like, oh, hey, Yorian is too powerful. You just need to cut this card. Yeah. Um, this can't be in the set. And they were like, okay. Like, if if Yorian and Umori and, um, like, even to some extent, um, Karuga just, like, weren't in the family. Weren't in the family? <laughs> weren't in the family. And Loras weren't in the set. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like... Are companions truly good enough that then we would have seen a format built around like Gigantha and cards like that, which we haven't seen as companions? Right. Or would it have been stuff like, oh, yeah, like Gigantha's payoff isn't good enough 
for what its ability is. And, you know, we don't we don't get to know that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because as much as people are like, oh, this companion ability of being in your hand at the start is too good, it would always use it. It's like, well, people aren't using, you know, Gigantha. Are you telling me that they would have if the other better ones weren't available? Great question. I have no idea. Exactly. Me neither. It's a really interesting question. Um, mm-hmm. It is too bad that we well know the answer to that question, at least as magic stands yeah. right now. Um, and it is it does make me sad that, you know, we our deck building has not gotten more creative. It's, in fact, gotten less creative because of these cards, despite the fact that I do really think sometimes restrictions breed creativity. It's just not the case here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, I don't know. It depends on what you mean by, like, quote, creative, I guess. Right? I like, guess more I, diversity in decks. I don't know. Yeah, because I do think it's like, I think it's creative that people were just like, yeah, YOLO 80 cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once they got to that point, then the creativity kind of like took a yes. little bit of a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think, you know, we're just arguing here for whoever makes the decision with the money bags to be like... <laughs> Put your money where your game is and where the game is, is making a great format. And even if you're like, most of our players don't even play standard, it doesn't matter. Like what that is your premier format of your game. Mm -hmm. And it spills over into all other formats for all time. Both the attitude people have surrounding the game, the feeling they have when a new product comes out, knowing that it'll provide a good environment for play, your professional scene, uh, your marquee tournaments, all these kinds of things. Like Mm -hmm. it is a, it is an ecosystem on which everything thrives off of everything else and having the investment in a solid standard at all points, I think is one that should be at the top of their list. Yeah, absolutely. And by all means, get more people in there. Get more people in there. Hire more people and please Hire do not be more. like, we can't be less creative because that is not the solution. That no, is not absolutely. the solution. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I, what was it? Oh, I was going to be like, who do you, do you think, who do you think um, has the money bags that has, bro? Do you think it's Miss Monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Monopoly has a lot of money. Oh, She's got a lot boy. of sick patents. So. <laughs> yes. If you have not seen the ad for miss monopoly that was making the rounds on twitter the other day you should probably watch it but also be prepared to throw up just like have a barf bucket ready because that's that's certainly how i felt it was shocking it was i mean i i didn't i didn't know how to feel yeah but I think like this is one of the cool things about magic is the fact yeah. that I know Wizards of the Coast is listening. Not yeah. now, like literally to our show, Not but I mean, us, but like, yeah, like they, they the have community. their fingers on the pulse and are attempting to take the pulse. And sometimes they can like find it. And like, sometimes they like aren't quite on it. Yeah. Like many, um, but they're certainly trying. And that means a lot. That's true. So, you know, and make your voice heard. This they, draft format is so good i agree uh like this it's just a i can't even explain how much i enjoy drafting a choria but my enjoyment of it like i can't imagine liking it more i know it's it's excellent and i'm so happy that they made a great format that people have been just having a ton of fun with um and yeah uh i think it was even now that we mentioned um simon gertzen like having been um 
in the top eight this past weekend. I remember him tweeting sometime last week. I think that was just like, oh, you know, prep for like prep for the tournament, you know, prep for the season championship is going well. And it was him like ranked mythic and limited and bronze. It was like bronze for like exclamation point. You have played no <laughs> matches for standard on his arena account. Great. Great. <laughs> and he still can top eight uh, season championship. Yep. Yep, exactly. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for another week. Remember to check out the upkeep if you want yeah. an update on all the magic news. That episode comes out every Monday anywhere you get your podcasts. So, like, mm-hmm. listen to them as a little, they're companions to each other. See what I did there? <laughs> See what I did there? Get out. <laughs> Get out. Get out of my house. I can't. I'm literally yeah. trapped. It's true. Uh, but yeah, um, thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash GLHF magic and anybody who visits cardkingdom.com slash GLHF and mm-hmm. supports them as well in this time. They're an amazing sponsor. Um, and pre thank you to anybody who chooses to donate to help us move into our new office space theros uh over on paypal the link there is paypal.me slash glhf magic um we're working on getting other ways to pay too but if that's easy enough for you you can use that link and get your name up on our wall of theros heroes we would love to see your name there if you are willing and able to donate at this time (gasps) the sign should say gods of theros (gasps) it should okay gods of theros i love that i love that um Gosh, what was it? Oh, hey, if you're looking for other magic content, there is now a bunch of weekly magic esports content, um, which some we are a part of some of it. Maria yeah. um, is part of the Advantage Bar every Friday. Yes, you can check out this show over on Wizards um, Magic the Gathering YouTube page. Advantage Bar, me and Riley host a show where we talk about basically the, st- the state of competitive magic every single week. And for the last couple of weeks, that's meant looking at standard and what the top decks are, what decks we think can beat those decks. And then we've got ed- experts like Cedric Phillips, Corey Baumeister, and Corbin Hostler. And we basically argue with each other a lot about what's best, what's good, what's bad, and why. It's kind of like an ESPN roundtable show. <laughs> As much as you can do uh, via Zoom. Yes. Um, But it's a really good show if you want to keep up to date on what's happening in competitive magic and in standard specifically the past couple of weeks. It's a really good way to stay on top of all of that and get some good uh, deck ideas too. But um, Megan, if like watching a program for... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the one ESPN roundtable show I ever watched because my friend was watching it, Lil Wayne was on it. To talk about well, football. And we'll I see if thought, we can get Lil Wayne. I thought that that was what ESPN roundtables were all the time, but it turns out I'm wrong. Like, <laughs> they usually don't have Lil Wayne on them just randomly. Well, maybe it's what they should be. <laughs> Anyways, I agree. They should be. I was massively entertained. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if like watching a half hour program is not your cup of tea, Megan's got you covered with uh, writing for the Magic Minute, which happens every That's- Tuesday through Friday. That's right. You can get it over on um, the Magic Esports or just like the Wizards um, Magic Instagram or on the Magic Esports Twitter. Uh, it is, as it its name says, uh, simply one minute long. Um, Becca Scott narrates it um, and I'm writing the script on it. And it's just sort of like a little snapshot of what's going on in the magic world uh, Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, and I is, think this yeah. is great. 
I, to it's have this of variety of shows. There's not only yeah. these two. There's also an interview show with Rich Hagen called The Profiles. There's a show about Limited hosted by Marshall, of course, called Outside Notes. I just got that pun. I'm Which so one? Mad. The Profiles. Profiles. It's like a profile of a person, <laughs> but also it's a it's it's called the like the pro space files, like like the X files. Oh my god, Megan, I did not get that pun until you said it. Rich Hagen has beat us all. <laughs> uh, uh, <Rich. laughs> oh my god. Well, and rip you us. can watch you can watch uh, a show with cool brews uh, that comes out with Paul Chion and <laughs> Alias uh, that talks about all these cool new brews and brewing around weird cards in different formats. That's also on the YouTube page. Yeah, so like tons of new content and props to Wizards mm-hmm. for putting out these shows during a tough time, keeping everybody <laughs> connected as to what's going on in the Magic community and helping out casters during this time too. So big thumbs up to them for for doing yeah. that because they didn't definitely didn't have to and. Um, I think it was a great move by them. So check out those shows, please. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. You can tweet yeah. at us, as always, at GLHF Magic. Yep. Um, with the with the hashtag <laughs> ding, ding, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope the rest of your week is ding, ding, good. <laughs> yep. We really hope. We really hope that it is. <laughs>